1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers have to get the game plan right to see off Slavia Prague Says Stephen Gerrard Is Jesse Marsh a serious contender for the Celtic job And the return of the Scottish Lower Leagues is just three days away I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday Andy, big old week of football as always Starting with European action for Ranger tomorrow
2: Yep, big week ahead Rangers are 90 minutes away From, from going past the hurdle That they couldn't manage last year And getting to Europa League quarter final. They're up against a, a stuffy Slavia Prague side uh, We've seen, I think Two sides to Rangers last year And uh, I think that you know More of the second half Can see them get through To the next round
1: All right, Gary, the first time We've had the pleasure of your company Do you know what you're Letting yourself in for?
2: Yeah,
3: looking forward to it uh, It's always good to be Back up in Scotland, but looking forward to this first time I've been on, and looking forward to hearing from everyone. Andy, nothing prepares you. I think that you just got
2: to get in at the deep end, don't you? And just just see what happens between now and eight o'clock. You're, okay. you're well versed now. You're, a, you're one thing I'll say about Clyde One is you never know what's going to happen. But oh. I, I I'm not happy because I've no longer get the most hair at the two pundits. <laughs> <So. laughs> that is true. I'll get
1: you back on with Jim Duffy very soon. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to get in touch. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. And if you'd rather tweet the show You can do that as well At Clyde SSB Lots happening Rangers obviously one day away From that huge game Against Slavia Prague So Rangers fan Pick up the phone Let us know How you're feeling Are you confident? Do you think you'll do the business tomorrow? Or did you see anything last week in Prague That that worries you slightly? What would your team be? All of the usual pre-match questions Get your thoughts into us And uh, Celtic fans It's almost like another day Another name Roy Keane was spoken about a lot On social media At the start of the week I see lots of you on Twitter talking about Jesse Marsh He's had some things to say today Is he a realistic option? Would you like him to be? And if not, who else is out there? And whatever else you think we've missed The easiest way to fix that is just pick up that phone 01419511025 Twitter at Clyde SSB. We do prefer you on the phones though um, Andy, let's start with that game Because it's tomorrow and it's a big one Any
2: doubt in your mind that Rangers will progress? I think looking at last week, I think that in my opinion, that was Rangers' poorest performance in Europe, arguably the last two three years. Uh, in Slavia Prague, although they were, you know, they were well on top in the first half, and and you can see that they're a team that's full of energy. They're actually more direct than what what we're used to seeing the uh, Rangers team play. But you know, Rangers will look at it and think we we've not really played great over the ninety minutes and still came away with a great result. I won each and away goal, taking it back to Ibrox So I think Rangers will be confident going into the game, uh, probably expecting to see a couple of changes for the team that played. Played last week uh, But Yeah I'm, I'm more than confident Rangers can do can, can do the job tomorrow Gary
1: because the league's Been wrapped up a lot earlier Than anyone would have Thought d- Does that allow a real A real emphasis To be put onto Europe now For Rangers That perhaps it would have been Seen as a, a bonus You know a couple of weeks ago But now they can uh, Really renew their focus on it
3: Yeah I think so I think When the league was Kind of looked like It was going to be wrapped up the performances Dipped a little bit And I think Europe coming back Has helped them refocus The minds and like you say now all all their eggs are in that basket. They can really focus on those games. Uh I think they've been excellent. The European form in the last few years has been excellent. Steven Gerrard as a player understands the competition and, and that has helped. So I, I think they've got a good chance to, to go through and, and, and see who they get in the next round.
1: Rangers fans, how are you feeling ahead of tomorrow? Let us know right now. 0141951. One zero two five. Stephen Gerrard says they need to get the game plan right to make it to the last eight of the Europa League. It is, of course, Ibrooks tomorrow, Slavia Prague with the game poised 1 all from the first leg last week.
4: I think we have to handle the ball. I think we have to show that we're Rangers, that we're a good team, that we're a strong team at home, and really um, play with belief and confidence. I felt certainly in the opening 20, 30 minutes. Um, in the first leg, we, we were organised. We had a good shape about us. But when we regained the ball or we'd get the ball back, we never kept it for long enough periods. Um, and we turned it over um, too quick and too cheap. So um, I want us to really come out the box quicker tomorrow. Um, we've had a better preparation going into this game, um, which everyone will be aware of. But I want us to really show that we can play both sides of the game. Really tough. I want Slabby to really feel us wants want us to be aggressive, but at the same time, we have to show that we're a good team, we've got good players, international players, uh, that can handle a ball at this level.
1: How much of last week, then, Andy, was down to Rangers being off it, and how much of it was down to the opponent being good?
2: First half, no doubt about it, Rangers being off it. I think, um, you know, watching the game back the other day, actually, Rangers couldn't string two or three passes together in the first half, which is which is very much unlike them in their, their European performances over the last couple of years. And, I was actually in- interested to see how Rangers were going to approach the game yesterday, but I think we got a little insight from Stephen Gerrard there that they want to come flying out the block, uh, the blocks, which will be interesting. But I think that's a two-sided Rangers in Europe. We've seen quite a lot, you know, away a little bit, a little bit deeper, a little bit more structured than and organised, and try to keep the ball when they get it back or hit teams in the counter attack. But Fully expect Rangers to come out and, and press uh, Slavia Prague High and, and try and force them into the unforced errors that they made Rangers play last week
1: Okay, you've heard a bit of what Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell think But what do you think? That's more important, they won't mind me saying 01419511025 Pick up the phone and let us know Andy is, not that one, another Andy on the lines of Rangers fan How do you see it going tomorrow Andy?
5: Hi, how are you doing guys, okay I I think it's going to be It'll be a tough one As the boys were saying, we, we didn't start the last game I still think we were soft, and be a bit of a hangover for it The weekend before it But No I think there'll be goals tomorrow I think What'll suit us That team at one point Is going to have to try and come out As you've done against us The last time But we'll 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 get them on the counter attack again You know what I mean I really think uh, It'll suit us You know And we're going to Obviously have to start better Uh, Aye But I think uh, Definitely It's a doable tie tomorrow And I'm looking forward to it
1: I mean Gary If you can't be confident When you're unbeaten In Europe this season And you're playing at home Then you never will be Over the piece even Maybe even the last couple of seasons And this one in particular I think there's just something about European competition Which suits this Rangers team, suits Stephen Gerrard
3: Yeah I think it does And I think this tie in particular Having the away goal uh, is is vital I think these games are unique When you have the the two-legged games There is a lot more tactical emphasis How you approach both games So uh, away from home Like Andy says Rangers have been that bit more cautious More defensively structured which allows them at home to, to then go and finish the job off So uh, I think Stephen Gerrard's experience of Europe Is is vital He understands that process and, and has implemented it as a manager really well I mean Andy You, you spoke about Rangers being unable to, to string passes together Do you give any
1: Do you put any of that down to the fact that did Prague press them a bit better yeah. A bit more energetic than other teams have been in the past?
2: Um, yeah, listen they did Slavia Prague pressed really well And uh, not only that, they have done it in numbers. They set triggers and, and made it di- made it difficult for Rangers to play out of tight areas. But it's, I mean, it's something that Stephen Gerrard and his said Have faced in the past. And uh, you know, Stephen Gerrard mentioned they there just a little bit more self belief on the ball, a little bit more composure to play out the press. And, and Rangers are more than capable. So, I do feel as if if Rangers, you know, give a more Rangers like performance that they have done in Europe. Uh, mm. in, I think in, that's
3: the key. Uh, the, the further you get, the quality goes up. Yeah, you yeah. know, the teams you're playing against will press you better, will keep the ball better, and that's. The challenge for Rangers As they progress through this competition The standard improves Dramatically yeah. uh, From round to round Yeah mayb-
1: Maybe even the quality of the goal That Rangers conceded Sums that up You know yeah. y- y- You may get away with Giving the ball away Or having that That type of shot at goal In domestic football or so on But it was It was quite the strike
2: Yeah I mean you mentioned the goal But it's, la- it's la- They're not a bad team They're in the last yeah. 16 In the Europa League And you know looking at Rangers have obviously got a positive result in the first leg. It's not too dissimilar a situation they were in the, the previous round against Leicester, albeit now now, You know, Leicester didn't manage to to grab that away goal, but you know maybe this Slavia Prague team's more suited to away from home. You know, I'm not too sure because one thing I will say from the game last week, they were they were very direct. You know, they, they weren't scared to put it in behind Rangers' back four and, and make them run towards their own goal. And at times it was uh, you know Rangers looked a, bit, a little bit unnervy but I thought when the game settled and, and Rangers did have more self police more composure on the set mm. uh, on the ball in the second half. I thought they started to come out on top, so yeah, I feel expect Rangers to get back to that performance. Uh, to Andy on the line, what's Rangers'
1: best team for a game like this, Andy? For you know, boiling it all down to this one, because the league is won This is the big one. What what is what's Rangers' best team? Who who needs to play? Who who perhaps should be left out?
5: Well, definitely. I mean, once Aribo got his act last the last game, he was outstanding. You know, I mean, he really got Rangers buzzing again. Definitely Aribo and Davis. Just, I Man, the like Jack's when you play, I think I'm sure I hear somebody of the you no know, play. Yeah, he's a struggling yeah. yeah. So definitely Matt Davis obviously. The usual suspects the usual prospects, you know what I mean? But if the players just I see the ball the boys were saying they ball start they will definitely start better tomorrow. I eh, just want to go for it, you know what I mean? And eh, I I am going for like a two line or a three two or I something. I could see some of like that. I could see another crazy game like that coming up.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of high-scoring ones for sure. Andy, what about you? The debates about the Rangers team—let well, me be honest—have been a wee bit boring this season because they've, they've they've got results anyway. Players have come in. There's not that same, you know, intense debate because everyone's stepped up to the plate. But like I say, th- this is a crunch game. Do you think there are there key decisions to be made? And if so, what are they?
2: Uh, just in my opinion, I don't think Hadji will play tomorrow. You know, I mentioned that you know Rangers struggled to get a few passes together. I think he was one of the main culprits last week. And uh, no, I've said it before, I think you know, in these big European nights of the old forum games, quite a lot of the time he's the ones that sacrificed. And it's either you know a Scott Arfield comes in and Joe Aribo mm. pushes forward one more. You know, I'm not too sure how 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 Kamar fitness is and you know being back now for a for I think a week or so, so. I think Hadge will be one that drops out, you know, whether he's replaced by a Scott Arfield or, or Kamal Ruffitz. I know it's Scott him.
1: Arfield did the press today, right? And that,
2: that It's usually y- it is usually a marker. Yeah, but, but then
1: every time that I feel like committing on that it gets thrown back in your face and it's it's not uh, a, no, I, I I agree
2: you with you, you though. I, I think it's usually a wee yeah. hindsight. Maybe, maybe it's just because we've seen too much Alan McGregor doing it the last couple of weeks I, if, of nowhere, I think so. I said
1: this before I remember going to the new Camp when under Brendan Rodgers to work and Tom Rogic was doing the press and all the Spanish journalists were sort of saying right you know who's this guy and how do you pronounce his name and all the rest of it and they were making a big deal of it and Team Link came out the next day on the bench. So, <laughs> there we go. You never know. Thank you to Andy on the line. 141 Uh let's bring in Gordon, off to a good start. Great name. He's a Rangers fan from Air. He's out a lockdown walk. We can all uh we can all relate to that, I think, at the moment. Gordon, what's on your mind?
6: Uh hello, panel. Hello, everyone. Lockdown walk, six o'clock every night. My flying super scoreboard, absolutely brilliant show. Keep it up, boys. What a
1: routine. Can't beat uh, that, Gordon.
6: Basically, uh, the way I see it, Rangers are going to win 3-1 against Slavia Prague uh, because the first half, I, I, I don't care what the indices they were, they were hung over and, uh, and their ball control, their ball passing, all that was the, the normal Rangers team. Uh, and I reckon Big Andy Hardy is right that our uh, field was playing wow. and let uh, Joe Aribo just run riot. Uh, so basically, you see seen it in the second half, Rangers come into it. The, they basically sobered up a bit, got a bit of oxygen flowing <laughs> around about them and then basically, their keeper is diabolical Neil's got the don on goal himself. They were scared for their strikers, and when Big George, Big George started actually pushing, and I feel came on, uh, and basically then Joe got hooked, which
1: put my put, put my my theory to bed. Now, obviously, I'm not sure we can actually accuse the Rangers players of being hungover. And I'm glad it wasn't me that said that. I'm glad Gordon, the Rangers fan, has has sort of said that. Um, I think hopefully, slightly tongue-in-cheek, Andy Halliday. Any. Um, any lasting effects From the weekend Would that have impacted The first
2: half performance I'm not too sure But like I said It was a performance That we're not used to To, to seeing at Rangers And you know Gordon just mentioned Joe Arable bursting forward That was his, I, I can remember the situation It was in the second half And that was just a, Another slight difference In Rangers performance Just more energy You know Stephen Gerrard uh, mentioned More self-belief More composure But just more willingness To run forward And get into the box And and you could see Slavia Prague They caused Slavia Prague pro- uh, problems And he mentioned you know, the, the Slavia goalkeeper He was a little bit uneasy with his, with his feet mm-hmm. But let's not forget about the other goal At the other end of the pitch The save he's made in the last minute That, that ultimately got them that one each And, and a positive mm-hmm. result to take time yeah, he, he looked definitely match fit When he yeah, made that save exactly. at the end Well if anyone's to be accused of being hung over <laughs> For some of the pictures I think it was him He definitely <laughs> and, didn't have double vision no. <laughs> to, to save that was but impressive To save that was I mean I could could speak for him for twenty minutes on how good that save was, but yeah, I don't think he had any lasting effect. Was there a weakness in
1: the Slavia Prague goal? It perhaps didn't cover himself in too much glory at Rangers
2: equaliser. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was more in general play. It did look very yeah. uneasy in a few few incidents that you know I mentioned that he was a bit uneasy with his feet. There was actually one that he, I think he chopped off rather really well and showed showed good composure. But in general, if if I seen no Rangers come out the blocks tomorrow and and press higher up the pitch. Know, when you see the pass-backs Going back to the goalkeeper I'm sure Stephen Gerrard will be willing to see How he deals with it mm-hmm. I mean Gary you'll Have come across
1: Alan McGregor many times Over the years what, what did you make of him Still producing moments like that And how key might he be
3: Then tomorrow For Rangers chances of progressing Played with a man Had a few nights out with him And <laughs> he's brilliant at both uh, <laughs> he's, he's just getting better with age uh, Like a fine wine I suppose uh, And he saved the other night I had heard about it And then when I seen it back It was just incredible uh, The agility The speed To get down to it uh, And and for I mean he's the same age as me I played Scotland Schoolboys Many many years ago With him and, and to still You couldn't get down that quick Is what you're telling us No I couldn't do anything quick <laughs> And I struggle to get out of bed In the morning And he's You know Managing to do that So An exceptional goalkeeper uh, Who like I said Just keeps getting better
1: hmm. Yeah Gordon How how important has Europe become to you now that the the league is wrapped up? Do you see it as as being something that you're you're desperate to progress in?
6: No, we've got the chance to progress in it. Right? we need to grab it with both both hands. I definitely. But the our priority this year was the the league. We've, we've now won the league, so basically the way I see it, in Europe we can then stamp our authority on Europe, and it goes for the coefficient. And then every day uh, next year I'll be saying I don't want to go to Ibrox. Basically, want you want the, you're teams to have the fear back into. Travelling to Ibrox Are getting drawn against Rangers And one thing Gordon I will say mm-hmm. Is I've seen the video footage Of the draw When flag uh, Drew Rangers And they were all cheering On the plane They'll not be cheering the Because the Jers Have just got to run,
1: run Right over the top of them Maybe it was a compliment Maybe they were Really happy To be coming to Glasgow Andy I, yeah. I don't know Whether it was that Or they thought It was going to be a pushover I'm not sure
2: Yeah well the manager said That he, you know, he was delighted With yeah. the draw Because he wanted to go And experience playing At a stadium like Ibrox But just unfortunate the fans weren't going to make it but let's be honest Slavia Prague probably were happy they got Rangers mm-hmm. uh, likewise Rangers were happy they got Slavia Prague you know we mentioned when Rangers drew against Slavia Prague albeit they're going to be a good team but they missed out in the likes of AC Milan, Man United and you know Ajax teams like this so they probably were but you know maybe they didn't realise how good this Rangers team could be and you know from the first half last week they were probably justified to be, to, to be singing and dancing but I think we'll see a different Rangers uh, perform tomorrow night Do you think when you get to this stage Gary
1: as a player is it is it easy do you think to just focus on the job in hand and, and not dream about what might come ahead in terms of glamour ties or whatever in the next round
3: Yeah like we said I think it's as you progress through these competitions the, the quality rises very quickly and uh, this this round whilst you know like Andy said they'd both be happy to get each other possibly you know whoever gets through then then the next round really is that the quality goes right up and, mm-hmm. and you're you're probably guaranteed a, a real glamour tie. So uh, it's a good run they're on. They, they want to keep it going, but I think it'll be a really difficult game for them. And it's, mm-hmm. it's probably still 50-50, even though they, they have that away goal.
1: Here's a quote from the Slavia Prague boss tonight. Um, "I don't On Alan McGregor, I don't remember such a genius save. I would say it's even better than the legendary save of Gordon Banks. I have to say, I've never seen a better save. I can't understand it, he says.
2: Yeah, I like so it because it's what it's it's actually one of the saves where you know, Gaz mentioned when he watched it, you know he couldn't believe how good it was. See, seeing full flow when the game was live, I thought that, that's a good save. And then you watch the replay and you actually see, you know, he saved it with his pinky. The ball's behind. It's coming at speed. He's that he's managed to keep a hold of it. So nobody. You know, with Slavia hmm. Prague players falling in there, he, you know, he doesn't give anyone A chance to tap it And for a rebound He's it's had a, a big weekend It's save He's had an <laughs> unbelievable Two days so it's uh, you know, When you look at All the facets It's an unbelievable He's nearly save. 40 He's nearly 40 <laughs> Not to be overlooked To that <laughs> no, side probably. of it
1: Right Gordon Enjoy the rest of your walk Take care Thank you, Cheers Bob Thank you Good man I always wonder Because that happens quite a lot Maybe walking the dog I wonder about the people Round about you just hear some guy Really passionately Ranting about his team On the line While he's walking There'll
2: laughing The more night <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: awfully like, threatening That guy As he's walking his poodle uh, Right thank you Gordon 01419511025 If you've got any Further thoughts On the Rangers game tomorrow uh, Let's have them Seen a lot of buzz A lot of chat On social media About the Celtic job uh, And Jesse Marsh Potentially What about that name I'm going to give you A bit of a Well I'll tell you what I'm going to give you A double helping Of an expert insight into Jesse Marsh. Uh, and any other names that you've got for us today, let's hear them next.
0: You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday are here, so pick up the phone, put your point to the guys, or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Uh, we've been hearing from Stephen Gerrard building up to that game against Slavia Prague tomorrow. Uh, I did say just before the travel, there's been a lot of discussion. On social media today About Jesse Marsh Is he a potential candidate For the Celtic job or not Would you want him Celtic fans Would he want to come uh, To the Scottish Premiership Well look at that Because I'll tell you what Right, One of the pundits tonight Has come in for their shift Armed with A PowerPoint presentation On Jesse Marsh And the other one Has come in with a packet Of Percy pigs Right so I'll I'll leave you (laughs) A couple of minutes To decide who's bringing what And all will be revealed In the near future Let's take one more call On the game tomorrow first Though George Is in Rutherglen How's it going George? Uh, Very well guys How's it going? Not bad at all How are you Looking ahead to it tomorrow then? Confident? Yeah well You
7: know Just like the previous call Quietly confident You know I, I don't think we'll get there I'm you know. But what I would say is, it was good to pick up. what Gerard was saying at his press conference because one of the things I have noticed in Europe over the last couple of day, uh, games is that we've you no know, really went and go and press team straight away. Um, and I was actually going to make the point before Gerard obviously stole my thunder. Um, you know, uh, I, I think we can just do need to impress for the beginning um, in Europe uh, against this team. You know, I wouldn't be sitting back because if they get a goal, you know, it can make it really, really hard for us. So I came out and said, um, you know, we're going to get, uh, get the admission conference at high end in the day, trying to maybe win the game as quick as we can, you know, and hopefully if we can do that, we can maybe get a glamour tie against one of the arrogant English teams, you know, I'd love that. cannot stand English football, I hate what it represents. Um, and I'd love to get an English team.
1: I don't hold back, George. Tell, tell, we'll tell, it, tell us what you really think, um, Andy. That this notion of kind of you know going for it is this where the the, the the psychology of a two-legged tie comes into it? Because obviously a nil-nil would you know can see Rangers through, but I'm not sure that this Ranger team doesn't really strike you as a team which, which gets many nil-nil's.
2: No, no. Well, I think especially with the way the last couple of European performances have went and. You know, the, the Antwerp two-legged uh, tie Was obviously filled with goals And, and chances across and the, the board The Benfica games The Benfica games was, 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 was the exact same um, It's a difficult one You know George mentions there That he wants Rangers To, to really get after it Like Stephen Gerrard says And get in their faces But you know When I mentioned When you play against a team Like Slavia Prague And they did look A little bit more direct And, and try to put it in Behind Rangers And make it difficult I'd imagine Stephen Gerrard's just try to stop it At source You know Stop them having too much time To try and pick a pass Over the top And, and get Rangers running After their own goal But you know, it looked as if they were extremely dangerous when balls were going over the top you know, their striker was certainly had plenty of pace you know, the 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 two boys that played out wide were athletic but I do agree that Rangers are the better team or are, are, are a better team sorry when they're in the front foot but Rangers can also be very devastating on the counter attack it's something that we don't maybe see enough because in you know domestic football they're a team with plenty of possession all uh, all the ball but now, when you've got Stephen Davis you know, In the midfield That's looking to pick The passes over the top The likes of Ryan Kent And Kamaru Alfredo Morelos Running in behind Isolating defenders 1v1 You know That's when Rangers Are sometimes at their best as well So I think the biggest thing For Rangers is They just need to show That more self-belief And composure on the ball What they have done previously And uh, you know, I, I, I do think They're more than enough To go through it the next round I mean George Andy Was
1: telling us earlier He felt that you know Maybe tomorrow wasn't the night For someone like Giannis Hadji And maybe more suited to someone like Scott Arfield, do you any thoughts along those lines? You know, I'd love Jack's back, you know, that's that, that a big difference I right? think. you know. I feel yeah, you know, certainly you
7: pick up the form we had before he was injured to be a Yeah, uh, he playing at his and then B. up front. You know, so you get players that are playing absolutely brilliant at the moment. So I think we need to utilise that. I, you know, I know we won nine five or whatever in the last leg, but we were so, we were slow starters in that we were slow starters the more night and we win. I get through I won't care but it would be next for us to just to, you know, take the initiative to the start and as a Rangers fan I'm not biting my nails every two minutes watching Rangers in Europe because they can be really slow starters but I know they've been brilliant in Europe and they've done well eventually You know, in getting through these ties but I'd like us just to get a quick go over two, and then that way we can calm the nerves and I can enjoy my can of Bud Light
1: I can't promise you a, a calm night That's not been the way of it In the last couple of legs But hopefully you enjoy it Anyway George That was George In Rutherglen 01419511025 Right which one of you Has come with a PowerPoint presentation On Jesse Marsh And which one Brought the Percy picks
3: Partick oh, Thistle fans Will love this love whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm world famous For my PowerPoint
1: oh, well, There's a Partick Thistle <laughs> fan Wanting to wish you Wish you well On the line right I'm now sure i has
3: uh, I had to do that For the SFA For my CPD hours So I, I, I wasn't just doing it
2: Oh right, oh, I thought not. it was for us. It was said, for us by the way, you never mentioned that I got the Percy Pigs for you. That's the last time I said, I'll say I'll bring something in for you, by. It's only for me. Well, I, well, for the team. I, that's what I'm saying. No,
1: I, I, I was, there was a backhanded compliment in there. I didn't say which one of those I preferred. Yeah. I mean, so I know
3: I'm
2: a team player, guys. no. I know. So that's what I'm saying. Well,
1: I know which one. You gonna...
3: nothing about Jesse Bar.
1: I will leave that to you. Go on then. What's in the PowerPoint? Tell us all about them. Because the, the reason for this, there was an interview um, on the BBC today. Red Bull Salzburg head coach Jesse Marsh saying it's an honour to be linked with the Celtic job. He describes the role as interesting. Celtic fans, what are you reading into that? Is he one that you would like to pursue? Do you think it's realistic? Do you think he, he's a he's a potential name? Let us know right now, 01419511025. And if not, who else? Um Gary, what did you learn then?
3: Uh I think he's a very impressive uh coach. Uh I've I've watched a few different things on him seen, obviously his teams play some games, but and this one, I really dived into it. He is somebody that I think fits the profile for Celtic in terms of the style of play. He is very much a high press uh, gig impression from from Germany. He worked with Ralph uh, Ranick and RB Leipzig, uh, and playing with that high energy attacking football, I, I think would suit Celtic. He's very much. Uh, a, a lot of his leadership is about relationships and an emotional connection with players, with supporters. Again, I feel that would be very strong uh, at Celtic. So he's somebody I can understand why there is a link. I think his comments were interesting, shall we say, to to use his word. Uh, in a sense, that it did look like he was he was kind of willing to to kind of take that further and see see where it goes. So. Uh, We'll watch with interest Yeah well Also been speaking to Derek Ray A very familiar
1: voice To Scottish football fans An expert on all things uh, German football And so on So I caught up with him Just uh, a bit before we came on air Just to find out What he made of of those comments About it being an honour To be linked with Celtic And describing the role As interesting Amongst other things Um, But we we kicked off by asking him What he made of those
8: Well I think that He's a very polite guy And I think part of him will have been tickled by the fact that there is this link with Celtic. And you know, I say that because he's a, a, a guy, as I said, a modest guy from Wisconsin who was not a big world football figure a few years ago. So, you know, a few years ago, the idea of Jesse Marsh coaching Celtic probably would have been a big surprise to Celtic fans and would have come as a surprise to him. But remember, he was asked that question. What I don't know is what else he was asked. Was he asked about Gladbach? Was he asked about Leipzig? Was he asked about coaching in the Bundesliga? Or was he simply asked about... Um, Celtic in a sort of a random way. Now, you know, if somebody is asked about Celtic, they're probably going to politely say, yeah, well, that's a great club with a great tradition, and he's probably aware that there is a vacancy. And what are you going to say? No, I'm I'm not interested. I would never be interested. Or do you keep your options open? And maybe use that as uh, a tactic with regard to saying to the other clubs who might be interested in you, come on, hurry up. I've got other people who are looking. So, you know, I, I think it's a fair question, but I think we have to look The bigger picture And I'm not entirely sure That um, Scottish fans today Have been given that bigger picture
1: So what type of manager is he? What type of system or machine Does he fit into? Because there were comments In that BBC interview Where he talks about Trying to create an environment That's not all about results Now that's in complete contradiction To what football fans in Glasgow And on this show expect sometimes So I'm wondering What type of manager he is
8: Well, he's a coach, first of all. He's never been a manager in the Scottish or English um, understanding of what that is. So what I mean by that, Gordon, is he's worked under sporting divisions, and specifically the sporting division currently in Salzburg that has the same headquarters as the one in Leipzig and the one in New York. So he's been coaching the first team. He hasn't been the one to make decisions about signing players or structures or youth systems. And remember, Leipzig, Salzburg do that better than just about anybody in the world. They identify young players, they bring them to their youth centers, and they mold them into Salzburg or Leipzig players. So um, his style is very much in keeping with those clubs. Now, those clubs began very heavily with a pressing style, Uh, and that was the idea, that pressing was in their DNA. They've gone much more to possession in the last couple of years, trying to make themselves complete. And so that's really where he comes from, and he fits into that. And that's really why he's been discussed as a a possible successor to Marco Rosa at Gladbach, because they play a similar style. So that would be my question. Um, When I read the comments from Jesse Marsh, the first thing that jumped out at me wasn't so much, oh yeah, you know, Celtic are a great club. It was, well, what would the project be? And somebody like Jesse Marsh would want to know what that project is and that starts with a sporting division which Celtic don't currently have and it's why I think that they're well behind the German clubs in terms of vying for the services of somebody like Jesse Marsh.
1: Yeah, Celtic are obviously searching for a sporting director, director of football, whatever the title may be. Is that what you think would be required to, first of all, attract a guy like that and also to make it work? Celtic, would they have to get a structure in place first and prove to him that it could be a success? 100%.
8: 100%. The days of an all-encompassing strong manager, you know, to use the Scottish ex- expression, uh, are over. And um, the last bastion of that strong manager has been our part of the world in Scotland, I think it's fair to say. But nobody else does it that way nowadays, and I think that's where Celtic need to make a big move. I think they need to establish a sporting structure a proper sporting structure. And what I mean by that, Gordon, is that you bring in not just one person. It's not just one director of football. It's multiple people whose job it is to establish, who do you want to be? What's your style? How are we going to play? What's the transfer policy? What is the youth system? What are the tactics at all levels going to be? And then you identify a coach who fits those qualities. You know, so we tend to do it the other way around in Scotland. We look for this manager to come in and sort of fix all ills. And um, then, of course, when his time is up, it's a matter of usually throwing that blueprint out and coming in with another one. So... um, if Celtic want to be competitive with people like Jesse Marsh, and this is my opinion, um, then they do need to have that kind of sporting structure. And then the coach who comes in is somebody who is compatible with those values, with, with those qualities. And I think where Celtic need to be is identifying coaches who fit them. They need to be better at that, because the reality is that there are really good coaches out there. I mean, Jesse Marsh was uh, you know, a nobody before he's now very much a somebody But you need to get to the the Jesse Marsh-type coaches while they are still establishing themselves and while Celtic would still be a very attractive option. I'm not saying it's an unattractive option, but he's in a position where he can really pick and choose. And he's immersed in the German-speaking world. He has been for a couple of years. He's become fluent in the language. And all the talk in Germany has been about Jesse Marsh coming to the Bundesliga. I'll be surprised if he doesn't.
1: Uh, Celtic fans What do you make of that Jesse Marsh Is that a name that excites you Would you want him Do you think it is realistic Derek Ray Perhaps not sounding Too convinced Perhaps suggesting That the Bundesliga Might be Jesse Marsh's Next destination And But if not him Then who else Because this is ongoing uh, So we're going to have to Keep revisiting it Until such times As we get a name So let us know right now 01419511025 Quite interested in that last part in particular I was interested in it all But in particular Gary Derek Ray sort of Saying that He feels that In it, Scotland We're a little bit behind In the sense that We still put a lot of emphasis On that one strong manager Who's going to come in And, and take charge of everything When actually There are a lot of Attractive young European coaches Out there who work better Within a, a structure A management structure A football director And, and so on
3: Yeah I, th- I think it's something That would help uh the the manager, the head coach, whatever you call him, I think uh the job, the modern day job is very difficult. I think gone are the days where one man can can make every decision at the football club. I think there needs to be uh a, a football structure, a hierarchy where uh from the owner to the chairman to sporting directors to the head coach and that makes it easier uh for the head coach to, to do his job. So I do believe he's right I do believe It's obviously Come into hearts It's come into some clubs In Scotland But I think it'll be Something more and more That that comes into The the game in in Scotland Yeah I mean obviously It's one of many names At the moment Because there's
1: a long way to go You You sort of we're encouraged by Jesse Marsh's comments in that BBC interview talking about it being an honour and being an interesting job you thought that was quite revealing given that he's in a job at the moment however what do you make of the, the suggestion that he is hot property and, and maybe the Bundesliga some of the big clubs there will snap him up
3: A Celtic are a massive club a massive football mm-hmm. club uh, when when I look at the the German league you know your you Dortmund Bayern Munich and uh, but then after that Celtic are, are right up there with any club in Germany so uh, for him to say that he'll be interested in, in other clubs in Germany before Celtic I'm, I'm not so sure about that Right one
1: four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans what do you make of that is that a name that excites you yes or no and if not well tell us some other name because they're, they're all getting suggested at the moment so let's hear from you right now it's a good time to call uh, because we're going to get some travel and that means you could be up next One four one nine five one one zero two five.
0: This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Gary Caldwell And Andy Halliday Are here at 01419511025 To join in And if you'd rather Tweet your abuse Sorry your kind wishes Sorry you can do that as well At Clyde SSB A couple coming in Not abuse Just just nice Nice comments John and Gordon McIntosh Making similar points there When we were talking previously uh, About the Celtic manager And the structure And what direction They're heading in John says that It's abundantly clear That the sporting structure Now in place at Rangers Is the signal difference In achieving success Maybe iPads aren't the issue Not the old iPads again We can't spend another night Talking about that um, On a serious note Andy Having seen it do, you, do As a player then At Rangers Are you What level of awareness Do you have Of, of the way that structure works And the role that Ross Wilson plays Does that ever filter as, down As a
2: player not much Uh but having a sort of Understanding of how football works You can kind of get a grasp of it And uh, you can see why it helps You know i played at a club before Where you've got a You've got a certain style A certain ethos of how you want to play A manager will come in He'll sort of build his team around How they want to play They, they sit a cert, uh, try, try to play a certain style And then that man's got sacked And a new manager comes in That has a completely different style Probably one that's not really suited To how the players want to play And I think that's where A director of football helps In, in sort of bridging that And and like you know, Gaz, Gaz said earlier, someone that can come in and fit the profile of that football club, I think that's where a director of footballs perfect.
1: Okay, 01419511025. John is a Celtic fan on the line. What's on your mind tonight, John?
9: Hi guys. First of all, we'd like to wish Walter Smith a speedy recovery. I mean, he's a, I met him at Tommy Burns' funeral. A very very humble man, a gentleman. So I hope he makes a full recovery. Yeah, well said. Uh, but uh, my point would be tonight would be. Uh, I heard on the radio I saw it on the radio One of the papers today about um, Celtic are supposed to be going for this Olive Marciano Now to me That's that's not uh, making Enhancing the goalkeeping position But who's endorsing these signings If this is going to happen guys You know what I mean If there's no manager in So I, I just don't understand is, is there a manager in In place When nobody knows yet But as I say I don't think he would enhance What we've got I, mean, I think Scott Bain's a better goalkeeper Maybe not the other two But maybe Young Hazard at one point Will be but I just don't I
1: don't f- fathom it out and well, I'll be honest I, I have no idea if, if Offer Marciano is A target for Celtic or not What um, we can maybe make the leap Gary is it safe to assume Will, will Celtic go again Will they have to go again and, and fix the goalkeeping issue
3: Yeah I think they will I think that's uh, Pretty obvious I think That the spine of the team really Is, is where Celtic's uh, Problems lie And, and recruit heavy recruitment in the summer Will uh, will be focused on that part of the team uh whether that has happened right now I'm not so sure I think right now behind the scenes will be you know in the hunt for a manager for a director of football sporting director whatever uh, mm-hmm. job title they want to give that and once they have that then they can focus on the team and rebuilding the team and the identity that you know the club see see it going and the the direction mm-hmm. the club wanted to go.
1: Is that a difficult period then? Because fans want you know kind of answers now and, and they want to see signs of progress. Um, but how do you fit all those pieces in? For we had the the pre contract of Liam Shaw from Sheffield Wednesday. So fans like John understandably are saying, well, you know, who's signing is that? Because I mean Peter Lawwell's not even going to be there. It's certainly not Anil Lennon signing. Is the head of recruitment still going to be there? You know, so how? difficult must it be to plan at the moment
3: Yeah, I I think it's difficult even for players you know for a player to sign not knowing who the manager is you know what what the team is going to look like next season it it is a strange one especially the pre-contract sign and whether that was you know something that had uh, was pretty much done before Mm -hmm. Neil Lennon left I'm not so sure but for me you have to have the the leadership uh, at the top of the club sorted before you start to then identify uh, the playing squad And how you want to uh, Progress that And improve that Moving forward Andy like I say I have no idea
1: If it's anything more than speculation It is just another name John's throwing off For Marciano in his, I don't know, Is he at a level Where he could go and, yep, Two seconds John Is he at a level Where he could go and Impact Celtic As a, a Main goalkeeper
2: I mean I'm not too sure He's not someone That I've watched every week Is it one that's going to Appease the Celtic fans I'm not too sure uh, You know we mentioned that. You know, a potential rebuild that's going to go ahead at Celtic Park and then imagine that a goalkeeper's number one priority you know you know, Gaz will tell you sell that you know, goalkeepers win your leagues they win your points and uh, you know, can Celtic look back at the end of the season and say that Barkas, Bain you know, Connor Hazard have won them an the X amount of points probably not so I, I, I'm pretty sure that is a number one priority position for Celtic in the summer well does Marciano fill the bill? I don't think Celtic so. fans will think so.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're looking close to home, I've I've heard one here on Twitter saying, "Oh, take a look at That that Dundee United. He makes a lot of saves." Marciano, whether it comes from here or not, um, John, I'm not sure. What else is on your mind?
9: I uh, I heard a wee rumour yesterday as well. I actually tried to go on last night on a bit. Uh, Brian McLear I've done it to football When Mark Hughes Coming as a manager But I, I think that's I don't believe in that But I, I think Brian McLear Would make a good Director of football For Celtic Because he's a very Clever guy You know what I mean And uh, I think he would Do well as a Director of football Could I, could I mention Why other sport Gordon before I go
1: Another sport? Aye Ooh, I, don't
9: I know just about like that. To, Aye, I'd just like to I've, I've mentioned this before It's my mate's uh, young boy It's he's, he's, his fifth fight as a, a pro Young Mark Sparky McKeown From Coat Bridge trained with Ricky Burns That's him His fifth fight And he's, this wee boy Somebody in the paper Done that to come on day. He's absolutely got he's, he's a future world champion I've spoke to his before But this wee boy Just to give him a wee shout out
1: oh, Good on him I'll, get, I'll send you Kevin round He loves his box I, I quite like it as well To be fair But he's the man for that Right, thank you very much uh, To John The weird thing now Gary is because the sporting director, football director, whatever the title is going to be, people are now throwing names in as if it's like a, a managerial position or as if it's a player. you know we used to speculate about who a manager would be we're now getting suggestions for director of football, which is difficult because it's got a very distinct skill set, that role doesn't it, and it might actually vary club to club depending on on what you 're looking for
3: uh, I'm not sure about the distinct skill set I think it's somebody who's who has a clear vision. Of You're not required to have a little bit of a, a kind of business brain as
1: well, though, and be that that bridge between kind of boardroom and, and football operations.
3: Yeah, you have to understand the the finances of the football club and understand budgets and and you know that I, I don't believe that's rocket science. I've done it myself as as a manager uh, at different clubs. I, I think that the role is is how they want the club to move forward, the vision for the club, uh, identifying what style of football the, the club needs to play, uh, how they reconnect with with the supporters, uh, how the, the manager uh, comes in and, and what kind of structure that is, how it looks in terms of how he reports to the sporting director. So I think in, in terms of the role, I think it's somebody that understands football, understands the football club and, and has a clear uh, path that they want that to go. Mm. It, they have to be, I think the, the key to it is recruitment. They have to understand recruitment, uh, they have to have vast knowledge of what players are out there And how uh, they can improve that side of, of the football club
1: Every weekend we put the appeal out And we've never heard back oh. Where is where is Fergal Harkin's agent? Who Still are you? About I don't know how many weeks ago it was I'm going to need to get producer Callum to look it up Before Celtic even were talking about a sporting director
3: Fer- Fergo's somebody I know well And, oh, really? and Fergal would be a, a great sporting director He's somebody that's worked at Man City for a long time uh, he's worked in recruitment. He's worked with the, as a loans manager, and he's somebody that that understands football, the mm-hmm. the kind of modern day football in terms of the the business. Obviously, Man City is a a, a global brand like Celtic is, uh, so he is somebody I know well uh, from from living near him down down in England, and he he's the type of person that you need for that type of role. Is he? Yeah like I said
1: About that That kind of skill set And you mentioned Being able to tick The, the kind of football box and, and maybe bridge That other gap as well As his um, education If you like Or his experience At Man City You feel that's Stood him in good stead Potentially
3: Yeah I think so Because he's been there As that club Has, has grown You know a, a huge amount You know before As he was there You know they've, they've acquired Different clubs All over the world mm-hmm. He's been uh, in that process of, of building those relationships with different clubs, how the playing philosophy then transfers to, to different clubs. So uh, he, he's you know he's very good at understanding that process. He knows recruitment really well. He's somebody that, that I've got a couple of loan players off when I've been at different clubs. So uh, it's, it's that type of person and, and that type of experience uh, within that, that side of the game. It doesn't need to be... From a coaching background He doesn't mm-hmm. need to know How to coach players That's the, the head coach's responsibility
1: Until it happens I'm going to put the appeal out there Every week Who was that mystery caller Who suggested Fergal Harkin Before anyone was even talking about it Come on You gave us the exclusive You might as well come on And take the glory 0141951 At 1025 In fact What is it Time flies when you're having fun Or something like that It's that time of the
0: night Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
1: Do you know what When Gary Caldwell Came into the office Andy And joined us for the first time I tried my best Because it's, it's an unpredictable show But I tried my best To explain to him What might lie ahead And I, I genuinely did forget All about Beat the Pundit And he probably got no idea What's going on So I, d- I don't know Why we just leave it And just throw it upon him And well, see, see maybe what happens give a, Maybe give him a wee gist Right here's the deal If you want to take on Gary Caldwell Or Andy Halliday You answer as many questions As you can in 30 seconds About football And whoever If the listener wins We send them a signed ball If the pundit wins The bragging rights Look at that His
2: face is just dropped (laughs) See I I was the opposite It used to be my favourite Time of the show But now I'm like that Because the pressure That's building on me Every week You're next to a guy Who's unbeaten Never lost
1: But it's it's heads or tails So it might be Andy It might be you 01419511025 The line's close at 7 So be quick
0: Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
1: Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell are here It's 0141 951 1025 to join in Lots of discussion so far about the Rangers game tomorrow So if you've any thoughts on that Rangers fans, let's hear it Uh, Talked a little bit about the suggestions of of Jesse Marsh for Celtic If, If it's not him, who else is it? Keep the calls coming on that and uh, what else is out there? You tell us. There was a lot of reaction to the Scotland squad last night. Maybe some lingering thoughts on that, or anything else. Now is the time to get in touch. I wanted to mark your card with this in the first hour. Let me remind you. I said it last night. If you're involved in a local sports team out there, maybe you're a coach, a player, maybe you know a parent of a player. If so, we've got an exciting prize up for grabs. Just in time for the non-contact team sports resuming. What we've done. Has teamed up with Total Teamwear Limited. They're giving away £600 worth of product. So, kit, jumpers, tracksuits, the lot. Head to Clyde1.com right now to enter and let Total Teamwear sort you out. Right, let's get on with this.
0: Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football.
1: Gary Caldwell's actually left. He left the studio during the news. He's run out. The prospect to Beat the Pundit has scared them off. Um, but we'll see if we can bring him back well, I've got to get another oh, po- PowerPoint <laughs> Good, right, he's back You've only got 30 seconds You'll need to be very quick on the PowerPoint Thomas is in Cumbernauld How's it going, Thomas? Not bad I don't you doing Not bad at all, Thomas Just I know you're a Celtic fan With your Celtic hat on I feel like I can't have you on Without asking Manager Any new names for us Are you, are you bored of that discussion And you'll just wait and find out
6: First I thought about Eddie Howe But uh, if they hearing obviously the, the things about this boy for Salzburg I would, I would love to get him
1: Alright okay And what about more importantly Who would you rather take on And beat the pundit I mean no offence to Gary But it seems like a bit of an obvious choice He's never played before And he's not looking forward to it And Andy Halliday's never lost Who, who would you rather face
6: no, as I said to your, uh, your father I, I, I'd like Andy um, Not
1: a Andy But I, I would love to see if Selick can win something <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough uh, With this weekend's game coming up as well Let's see what we've got Heads, it's Gary Caldwell Tails, it's Andy Halliday Oh, he's off the hook, it's Tails Andy Halliday Oh, but look at that Look at that sigh of relief You just enjoy those Percy pigs for the next few minutes, right? Uh, Thomas, you got your wish I'm going to give Andy Halliday some Clyde 2 to listen to just so that he can't steal your answers um, Thomas, put 30 seconds on the clock You are up against Andy And you can pass That's all you need to know So if you don't know the answer That's the secret Pass quickly And we'll move on to the next answer OK? OK Right, let's do it 30 seconds And your time starts now Who scored the winning goal In this season's Scottish League Cup final? It, um Ferguson Name either current English Premier League manager Who's previously managed in Scotland Pass Kingsley is the mascot of which Scottish league one side? Race us. What country are Slavia Prague braced in? Eh uh, Oh god Prague Who's Aberdeen's club captain? Pass Okay okay Let's bring Andy back Andy are you ready? Yes You need to be quick Thomas was in fire there He knows his stuff, this guy You ready? Yep Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who scored the winning goal in this season's Scottish League Cup final? Rooney Name either current English Premier League manager Who's previously managed in Scotland Pass Kingsley is the mascot of which Scottish League one side? Path of Thistle What country are Slavia Prague based in? Czech Republic Who is Aberdeen's club
2: captain? Constantine
1: how many SPFL teams Names begin with the letter Q Two Who became Edinburgh City manager this month Us. Who is the last Greek player To play for Celtic before Barkas Samaras Okay okay Thomas how would you reflect on that performance Okay Crap <laughs> well, that's, that's one That's good that, That's one word for it Thomas Did the nerves get to you <laughs> hey, are, we, are we putting it down to nerves Aye aye, aye. Right, yeah. Let's find out Who scored the winning goal In this season's Scottish League Cup final I thought you were Going to get it I must admit Thomas you were Racking your brains um, But you didn't It was Sean Rooney um, So Andy goes 1-0 In front um, Name either current English Premier League manager Who's previously managed In Scotland I don't know who's Worse out of you two
2: That took too long I'm still I thinking took too long.
1: Brendan Rodgers Anyone uh, Ever heard of him
2: I'd I took no? too long though. Like I told you Gordon You, you need to think Outside the box like, Tactic if you're taking longer than <laughs> five second pass I mean Brendan Rodgers Seriously Staring you right in the face The other
1: one was a bit sneaky Because it's current And at Paul Heckenbottom Oh come yeah, on Yeah I know a Bit tenuous that one But he's there Brendan Rodgers though Thomas is that because You've just tried to forget That he ever existed <laughs> In fact Thomas knew that But he was just unwilling to say the name So he just just, just passed it Um, 1-0 to Andy still Kingsley is the mascot of which Scottish league one side Gary Caldwell can you confirm? That was the only one I got right (laughs) It was Partick Thistle 2-0 Andy Halliday Thomas you know what's coming next don't you? What what country are Slavia Prague based in? Now Andy had Clyde Tooney's here Do you want to tell Andy what you said to that or will I? On you go He said Prague (laughs) 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 Which is That's nerves That is nerves It's not ideal Thomas It's Czech Republic 3-0 Andy Halliday Aberdeen's club captain No Goalie Yeah Joe Joe Lewis Lewis. Mm -hmm. See There we go Uh, How many SPFL teams with Q And by the way Thomas is out of time So it's a whitewash Regardless How many SPFL teams Begin with Q It was two Queen's Park Queen of the South Edinburgh City's new manager Gary Naismith Look at this guy Honestly panicking Telling us uh, he'd be no, rubbish he, I,
2: I did obviously. say he'd be good
3: I've had and 10 minutes <laughs> the,
1: the last Greek player To play for Celtic Before Barca I see you would have got that Thomas If you had got that far oh, Wouldn't oh, you oh, my, my. Camera. Yeah, But you didn't get that far So I think it's 5-0 To Andy Halliday And he sent you On your way Hard lines Thomas No good luck Well done Andy No cheers all the best You Thomas. just need to hope Your team can cheer you up On Sunday Thomas
10: Well yes, hope
1: eh, But uh, we'll wait we'll and see Right <laughs> good man That was Thomas In Cumbernauld Another victory. I mean, Thomas knows it's like the old debate you know, I have I have Celtic handed Rangers, the league, of Rangers won it on their own.
3: I'm not taking anything away I from think your you. Your tactics are, are excellent because yep. I struggle with the first question. I was
2: still thinking when you yep. done it the first time. See, yeah, the, the funny thing is, guys, right? So I have my mates are, are big listeners of the show. I don't practice, no, but very I, tell, I tell them yep. all the time because they try and phone in every week and I keep saying to them, the only advice I can give you If you're kind of stuck Just pass and get to the next one And one of my mates Didn't he He's trying to, ph- to phone in for a week so he got in he said I'd beat you I'd beat you And bottled it under the pressure Panicked in the first question I'm still I, I mean The league
1: table doesn't lie You're top You've got 100% record I'm going to bear that Brendan Rogers answer in mind Just when people tell me How good they think you are At beat the pundit mm,
2: it wasn't
1: I, think it right. a, I think there's a Chink in the armour Right 01419511025 Get your calls in Let us know what's on your mind or tweet us at Clyde SSB Let's go to John In Calendar John what have you got for us tonight? Oh how are you doing? Hello Hello Got you John on you go Hi uh, It's just about Lee Griffiths How he's not been called up to Scotland squad I feel like it's a bit of a Strange one So you disagree then You think he definitely Should have been picked yesterday Yeah? Oh 100% yeah B- Based on what then? Because he's obviously Not playing a lot of football At the moment Are you just talking about That, that natural ability Or that thing that he's he's, he's capable of And people know What he's done in the past
11: I mean he steps up He scores goals When, uh, when you need a goal uh, Goals against England um, especially in Celtic When needing a goal late on some games He was always there So I don't think he's done Anything wrong Not to get a call up But
1: um, Gary You As a Former Scotland international And well, former Celtic player as well Of course Seem best place to kick us off On that What did you make of the fact That Lee Griffiths Was not in the squad
3: I can understand it I think He's somebody that at his best would be in the squad. I think Steve Clark would would openly say that. I think uh, he also knows what he can do. So I think having Nisbet in there uh, for the first time, he's maybe looking at another option to see what that that's like. Obviously, Che Adams is in there as well for for the first time. So he's he's looking at different players. I think he knows what Griffiths does. Has he been at top form this season? The answer is no. Uh, and he needs to get back there if if he wants to get back in the squad and get to the Euros. Uh, but at his best, then then I, I agree with the caller and, and he should be in the squad. But unfortunately, he's not been there. I think everyone everyone can agrees with that Andy in the sense everybody knows that yeah. And
1: John, we all remember the free kicks against England and we know he scored big goals for Celtic. If you're struggling to to even impact the Celtic team at the moment When they're struggling and they need someone to score goals And he's still not really getting a look in Is it a surprise he's not in the Scotland squad?
2: No, and that's what Lee Griffiths should be worrying about Like His, his sole focus just now should be getting back into club football And, and getting back into be a regular for Celtic scoring goals again To get back to these moments and when the Scotland squads get picked A top Lee Griffiths on form I don't think there's any doubt it will be in the Scotland squad I can understand John's frustration Listen, if Scotland are 1-0 down with 10-15 minutes to go We've probably not got a natural goal scorer as, as talented as Lee Griffiths, to be honest. And uh, you know, you look at a, a couple of the names that are in front of him, not maybe scoring regular goals at club football, but I mean, it's like you said, John mentioned again, the England game, the difference was back then. He was a regular on Celtic team yeah. scoring goals, so I don't think it's any surprise he's not in the squad. Yeah, I mean, John, is that not
1: understandable? You know, you, you I know you've you've spoke about in, in England games. You said when when Celtic have needed a goal, he stepped up, but. Can't remember which one of the pundits Made the point last night Celtic At various points this season Have been needing goals And Lee Griffiths has Done it once or twice But he's either Not done it Or, or he's not been picked to do it So Is it perhaps asking a bit much of him To come in and, and Impact Scotland at the moment?
11: I wouldn't say It's asking a bit much of him Because you've got It like, so like, all in at Barney Who's scored a goal One goal in what 25 games or something So We've, we've not really like, got goal scorers now.
1: Yeah I mean Ga- Gary when you were in the Scotland squads there will have been players who who weren't playing at club football and and came in and and played for Scotland I would imagine over the years
3: Yeah we were speaking off air Alan Alan Hutton was somebody that that done it regular and when he came he was outstanding to be fair to him kept his fitness up at his club Uh, wasn't that match fit but managed to to play the games and and play them really well but uh, I I Take the point about McBurney and, and Griffiths, it's it's probably a 50 50, but I, I think mm-hmm. when you're trying to get the makeup of a squad, you're trying to get uh, different players w- within the squad. So Steve Clark maybe feels he, he needs McBurney for you know more of a, a direct threat or, or somebody mm-hmm. that's more of a, an impact in the air. Uh, and pff, I, I, I think they are 50 50 between the two, though. I mean, Andy, the,
1: the McBurney one always comes up because he's not. Has not scored for Scotland, and now this season in a really struggling Sheffield United side, it's kind of hard to get in the head of of Stevie Clarkland and what he puts onus on or, or emphasis on Ollie McBurney. It's been well publicised this season. Lee Griffiths, Neil Lennon said he didn't turn up in, in the best shape pre-season and all the rest of it. Maybe Steve Clark's looking at an Ollie McBurney who, pretty much from memory, I think I do remember him being out of one squad, but he's pretty much always there. I I don't know that maybe knocking his panning and training every time he comes fits in with the group well is there a lot maybe behind the scenes at international football that we won't see
2: yeah and I think as well from the face, the face value is one thing we do know about Steve Clark, he does seem very loyal to the players that have got him in the situation they're in just now so yeah it's a fair point we don't see Ollie McBurney week in week out but you know as Scotland fans and Scotland pundits we can only comment on what goes on in, uh, in national team games and, and Olly McBurney has struggled he has struggled to score goals I think he has impacted some games. I think it will be important for him to try and get, you know, back into the to club club form and, and, and scoring goals and, and get that monkey off his mm. back that he can then kick on the Scotland shirt. But you know, going back to the uh, to, to Lee Griffiths not being in the squad, I, I think it's very similar to the Billy Gilmore situation. I've been you know, waxing lyrical that I think he should be in the Scotland squad since the start of the season. Now my opinion's changed just purely because he's not getting game time. Mm. I mean,
1: yeah, John won't be alone in, in referencing Lee Griffiths, and for all we know, Lee Griffiths maybe would have been in the squad had we not convinced Shea Adams to to, you know come and and play for Scotland I I don't know I don't know that for a fact but you know you can only have so many people in his inclusion because it sounds like it came quite late on does Stevie Clark not say I heard a whisper last week that he might be willing is that an inclusion that excites you?
3: Yeah it does because he gives us something different he gives us real pace plays right on the last line can score goals and and I don't think we've got that in that front line we have Ryan Fraser who is very good one v one will play more predominantly in wider areas, but gives us you know a bit more pace, but he is an out and out number nine to to play on the last line could even play with dikes and and look to play that kind of big and small striker where you have a target man and somebody stretching uh, the other way, so I think he's a massive addition, but like you were speaking about Steve Clark there about how the the dynamics of the squad and and how everyone works. He has to take that All of that Is that considered. big Because you've, you've been there You know
1: people keep Last night we noticed it a lot as well And we're going to take more calls A lot of fans something They, they want the players in Who are in form right now As in in the last couple of weeks But how important is it You know maybe what you've done For Scotland previously And how much you know What the manager expects And, and how much you, you fit into that system
3: I, I think it's massive I think And, and the personalities within that So all these players are are playing with their clubs pre- predominantly week in week out, and when they come to Scotland, only eleven can play. So fourteen players are are unhappy, and those unhappy players have to be unhappy in the right way, and and still contribute to the squad. So the the dynamic that everyone brings and and the the character that everyone brings to to the group is is vital, and and Steve Clark will take all that mm. into consideration. Thank you very much to John. In calendar
1: Let's bring in Stephen and Canvas Lang And see what he's got for us Hi Stephen
10: Alright guys how you doing? I'd just like to make a point Regarding The fact that David Turnbull's on the squad I mean Steve Parks has got five forwards there He said that he picked um, All in McBurnley Because he feels that he offers them something different Now does David Turnbull not offer you something different in the midfield? I'd think about what like, A game against Israel for example That's going to be tight Say it's no, 0 he could bring tumble off the bench, and he could unlock a defence. Give you that wee bit of magic, something um. a wee bit different. I just don't know why he's not there.
2: And did you agree with Stephen's assessment? Yeah, I mean the two. The reason I said I wasn't too surprised about Lee Griffiths and had my eyes on a couple of others. There was there was two names I was looking uh, quite closely at the Scotland squad to see if they were included, and, and it was Nathan Partson and David Tumble. I thought it was two that might. No, I think. Getting into the Euros is maybe maybe different. I thought this might be the chance that Steve Clark has to get these two into the Scotland squad. Maybe give them the, the warm-up game that's, that's coming up against Austria to see how they can cope and, and see how they can do. And, and David Tumbo, he's been the real standout performer in Celtic's, uh, not only Celtic's recent weeks, but their, their mm. season. And uh, I think the issue for David Tumbo is he's trying to get in the, the strongest area of Scotland's, Scotland's team. Now that's not to say I don't think he should Because I, I do believe In what I said That this is the chance To get him in Give him a game And see how he copes And see how he does Playing with, playing with other players So he was one That I was surprised That he, he didn't make it
1: Gary you on the same Same line as Andy
3: Yeah I think his form's Been excellent In, in a team that Obviously hasn't Performed to their maximum In recent weeks He's been the, the The shining light Within that He is trying to get in the strongest part Of the team But uh, I, I think he, he should have been In there uh, To to, to at least see how he is in the environment, to, to obviously look forward towards the, the Euros in the summer. Uh, he is the one bigger mission that that I think will will be bitterly disappointed. He's not there,
1: Stephen. How are you getting around that? Then so the guys are talking about it, and Stevie Clark said the same. It's the best area of the team. It's the most competitive. Who are you? Who are you leaving out, or are you taking someone from a different position and, and reshuffling the numbers?
10: Oliver McBurney has done nothing in a shot. I don't think we need the five forwards. I think we could have used that for the next midfielder. I understand why he took Ryan Christie, because Christie got the goal in Serbia. So, obviously, he has done it in a Scotland shot. I just think, like I say, if there's a game that's tight, and it's nil-nil, you can bring him on. He can unlock a defence, and I just think with Che Adams running in behind, he'd be able to get on the end of it.
1: Is that something you're looking for as well? You know, we always have a debate about, you know, is he is he good? Is he not? And you make it that that simple, Gary? When you're putting together a, an international squad, is it important to try and tick a few different boxes? Stephen's take on it is that that he's different from the other midfielders as well—a different option, different style, different type.
3: Yeah, I think I think he should be in. I think you know that's that's clear. It's where where he gets in, or do you just? Put put another man in the squad. You know, you're not restricted. I mean,
1: Stephen's take is, you know, do we need five strikers? He's not too happy with Ollie McBurnie. I know, I've seen people last night pointing out we've got three
3: left backs and two of them are obviously
2: eleven defenders. Gordon, a lot of Very centre good. backs
3: as well. That that you know, and and the, the the left backs obviously one plays left centre back, one plays left wing back. But should one be injured, then then it's easily filled by the the centre halves that are there. So there was space to to do it, but obviously Steve Clark. Knows better than us And knows You know What squad he's, he's Wanting to pick and, and that's what he's went with Stephen Wants to see the prospect Of David Turnbull And you know Teaming up
1: with She Adams and others Andy um, what, what did you make of his inclusion Was that su- Surprising yeah. when you saw that Yesterday Pleasantly surprised
2: Yeah pleasantly surprised Because obviously I didn't know He, he was an, uh, eligible to play for Scotland But I've just got to echo stuff That, um, that Gaz followed up on That I think he's, you know, you look at Dykes, McBurney and Nisbet, even Shanklin that didn't make this squad. All very similar strikers, you know, like the ball feet, target man presence. Che Adams is one that's got blistering and pace, so can offer something different to these uh, these other followers we've got in the squad. Someone that will play in the last line of defence, which could be big in games, uh, especially come the Euros. Uh, you know we, we've seen that Dykes-Fraser partnership work uh, really well in a couple of games, but Fraser's you know, he likes to roam He likes to roam mm. Into the channels And get in wider areas Create overloads Get at people one on one Whereas Che Adams Is the one that can Can really hurt teams In behind So yeah I think he's it he could be a great Inclusion to Scotland squad
1: Stephen Topman Thank you very much For taking the time tonight That was Stephen In Canvas Lang Grant is on Twitter he says James McFadden was an unused sub in all of Everton's games so far that season. In the run up to France in September '07, he was sold the following January. Club form is not everything, especially for players playing in England's top flight. Is that, that that fair comparison, or or was was James McFadden in a Scotland jersey at that time a bit of a a bit of a a one off, if you like?
3: Yeah, I think so, but I think, you know, as long as the the, the manager is in contact with the player in terms of his fitness levels, what he's doing, is the player ready to play, has he played some bounce games, you know, all that, that sort of stuff. And, you know, Andy will know, as footballers, mm-hmm. you're ready to play. You should be ready to play w- whenever you're called upon. So, although you're not match fit, uh, you should be working hard and training mm-hmm. so that when the opportunity comes to play, you're ready. So... I don't see a lot. Ideally, it's better yeah. if you're playing, but when you're down in England with, with bigger squads, yeah. more competition, then you might not have that that game time you want.
1: I mean, I, I'm not sure if Grant's got someone in particular in mind who he's comparing it to, but I suppose the the, the thing about James McFadden at that time, as you will know better than the rest of us, is you, you could not have argued with the job he was doing for Scotland. So then you're not concerned about whether you're playing at, at club level or not.
3: No, and I, and I think that the big. Uh, gap for, for International Is between November and, and March You know You play August, September mm-hmm. October, November So you, you get that Into that rhythm Of kind of kinda, It's like a club side But then Between the mm-hmm. November And March International You don't see everyone For mm-hmm. a long time
1: so what, what would that be like then to, to be another player In that squad for instance You would see, say James McFadden Because that's the example Grant gives Starting every game You you mean you're happy with that you think great because he does a good job for Scotland you're not thinking oh, hold on a minute this guy doesn't play for his club
3: no and like I said they'll come into the squad they'll, they'll be fit they'll be ready to play that's that's your job as a, as a football player To even when you're not playing to be professional and be ready to play mm-hmm. when, when you're called upon
1: alright thank you again to Stephen 01419511025 uh, I've got a full time teaser for the guys as well let's see what these two can do put their brains together on this question and we'll speak to Gary and Shettleson next
0: Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Andy Halliday And Gary Caldwell Are here It's 0141 We're going to speak To another Gary This one in Shettleston very soon Let me get tonight's full time teaser uh, Up and running Again Gary Colgate was looking at me as if What on earth is that? He didn't tell me about this It's pretty simple The listeners send the questions in I give them to you And you have until 8 o'clock to come up with the answers So if you think you're up to it out there Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's where to send this one uh, tonight uh, Thank you to Callum from Dundee For sending this one in Callum says Since 0910 Seven players have scored in Scotland's top flight. Aged thirty-seven or older, can you name them? Since oh nine ten, seven players aged thirty-seven or older have scored in Scotland's top flight. Can you name them? Any that spring to mind? Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller. Yes, is that a mutual friend of you two? I would imagine.
2: Yep. Uh, David Weir. No. Stephen Davis. No. Ah. Huh? How <laughs> I thought you were good at this <laughs> Oh Dave, Davey we are. Was
1: that noise last season 09010 He's not on the list right That's all you need to know You can launch a stewards and quiet with Callum and Dundee I'm not interested Right
2: Kenny Miller <laughs> Oh I mean my two's My two's done
1: Nah there's more There's more life left in you. Yeah I'm sure Oh Eric, no there will be But
2: I'm, I'm struggling
3: to remember The last week So 09010's <laughs> a challenge since 9 10 7 players not aged since.
1: 37 or older since. Did you think it was Just that season yeah, I, no, I wouldn't do that to Jesus you For goodness Christ. sake 7 players aged 37 or older Have scored in Scotland's Top flight You've got Kenny Miller Any other golden oldies Out there
3: else Scott now?
2: McDonald No He's 37 or older mm-hmm. Something
1: gone It's not bad Right okay I'll leave it with you You can play along as well A couple of these are obvious By the way Man of your capabilities Or, or what I thought anyway Starting to look mm-hmm. at you A bit different tonight Right Oh one four one let Let's bring in Gary In Shettleston As advertised What's your point Gary? Uh, I just want to
12: talk about Lee Griffiths How mm-hmm. he's not been picked Yeah. Uh, because obviously I think Lee Griffiths the, uh, He's like The best Scottish striker In years Uh and I don't
1: understand how he's not been picked. Well, of so I mean, he's, he's Yeah, I mean, the guys have kind of outlined it and various others. It's surely, Gary, because everyone knows his talent, but he's not in a situation where he's getting picked for Celtic. There were criticisms from Neil Lennon um, about his conditioning earlier on in the season. So those are the reasons, but are you saying you don't agree with them? No, the,
12: the reason was the Neil Lennon thing, because Neil Lennon said, him. So he did. That, that was the story behind that. You know, he let them. It's just
1: fell out of him. He's in the Martin plane. Well, jo- well, what about John Kennedy? Doesn't pick him either, and Stevie Clark doesn't pick him. So I'm assuming they've not all fallen out with him. I think the relationships are fine. No, well, well,
12: well, I've, I've held it, it was a big argument in the,
1: the story behind it. I mean, as well. But again, it, look, you, you may know something I don't, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that you're wrong. What about those other guys Now Neil Lennon's gone John Kennedy still doesn't pick him Stevie Clark hasn't picked him So it, I'm not saying this is all Lee Griffith's fault Of course not But at what stage Does does the player Any player Need to take their own Personal responsibility
12: Well I know the boy Had a hard time A couple year ago With mental health problems Nah obviously does stop He's still with the best But still Still Scores and goals, he it was the it was best striker for years there. And even the last 20 minutes, the last
1: 30 minutes of game, he can get you the goal. Yeah, that is the bit that is interesting, Gary, especially now. How nice is it to be talking about a, a squad for a tournament? We've never had to do that in years. That, that's, what you, that's what you do wonder because the suggestion that Lee Griffiths comes in and starts for Scotland and plays 90 minutes, maybe that's the bit where you say, no, no, that that's not going to happen because he's not playing football. But if you're trying to make up a squad To negotiate your way through the tournament And you're taking a fifth choice striker Who's unlikely to play From the start Might might it as well be Lee Griffiths
3: Yeah but like I said I think Steve Clark knows What what he can do So he doesn't need to pick him He still might pick him for the Euros Mm -hmm. uh, But for these qualifiers He feels like this squad uh, Is the best squad to, To go and get results in these games So I don't think This is the end for for Lee Griffiths and he won't be picked for the Euros. I think. Do you think he'd need to up his Celtic involvement though between now and then? Possibly, but also, like we're saying, you know, I think most people would agree should we need a goal to help us win a game at a a finals, then Lee Griffiths would be ahead of of a lot of players. So, is he your fifth choice striker for that reason to, to know that? 10 minutes to go and, and that is the only reason You're taking them. Mm-hmm. Can you afford to do that with, Within a squad For, for a European uh, Championship finals That's the dilemmas that, that f- facing Steve Clark. But he's got two new strikers In this squad That he'll know more about After these games and, and he will have that dilemma Come come the summer Yeah And I guess Andy then That's what comes back To how
1: important it is That, that you're fit And you're in contention Because yeah We all know What Lee Griffiths can do what if she Adams scores a hat trick against Austria? He's and, in, and, and Kevin Nisbet is on fire as well, and Stevie Clark loves what he sees from him in training. it Just makes it even more difficult for yeah. Lee Griffiths come
2: the Euros. Well, that's the opportunity uh, opportunity that she Adams and, and and Nisbet have got. We've been picked in the squad, and and again, I'll touch on it. That's why I thought David Tumble and, and Nathan Parkson would be an r that might get that opportunity. But Lee Griffiths can use us as a catalyst. You know, I'm sure that Steve in constant dialogue with players that maybe just miss out in the squad that are on the periphery as well. And, I'm sure Lee Griffiths is no different. So he can use this as a catalyst and motivation to go into training you know, first thing tomorrow and, and say he's got six games to try and make this Euro squad. Mm. So uh, I've no doubt he could do that. And listen, like Grant says, and, and like me and Kaz have said before, that he's as natural a finisher as we've got as a nation. But has he been in form for a while? No. Has he been fit for a while? No. Has he been playing games? No. So that's three key boxes that I don't think have been ticked right now. So he's got six games to try and change that. And, and, and listen, if Lee Griffiths from now to the end of the season starts playing and bagging goals... Then I'd be saying It should be in
1: There's an argument To be had on Every single issue In Scottish football
2: I think you'll have noticed
1: um, And social media Was rife with it yesterday Gary about Shea Adams Along the lines of Oh hold on a minute He's He knocked us back before And now all of a sudden We've got a Euros He says he wants to, to Come and play for Scotland Last night Most people on the phones Kind of said Don't care Couldn't care less The rules are there He's eligible So what Would that have bothered you As a Scotland international Being part of that squad
3: Not at all no I think you want The, the best players to, to be round about you and to to play in in the team uh, so he's someone that you know he, he clearly you know had options to play with, with other countries and and he's now chose to to come and play and he's he's committed to, to that so as long as he's committed as long as he comes and he shows his pride in wearing that jersey mm. and, and his passion for playing for Scotland and, and produces good performances then uh, it, it doesn't bother me in the slightest Off the top of my head I
1: am struggling Were, were there any Like that in, in your Scotland time Maybe not That Knocked it back at first But there, there must have been some That qualified through that Grandparent rule
3: um, uh, no We never. had uh, Nigel Quasi oh, see, yeah. Uh, yeah. Phil Bardsley Yeah uh, was
2: there
1: And
3: one? there's no difference I take it You, you know the Players
1: don't Don't bother about that type of thing
2: Moza James Morrison James Morrison
1: Yeah played a lot of times didn't he uh,
3: yeah. I think it's probably different for them eh, more than than, than their mm-hmm. teammates. You know, like the, the, the passion that, that I had and, and that Scottish people have for, for playing for Scotland, you know, is is incredible. It's your country. It means so much, you know, so it might be slightly different for them. But I didn't see it in, in terms of their commitment to, to the team. It was they were part of a team that, that wanted to win football matches. So as long as that is 100 percent, then that's all you ask for. Uh, thank you very much to Gary. On a, a similar theme, Stephen Gerrard's been
1: talking a, b- a bit about club football, but with an international link. He's talking about Ryan Jack. Um, you know, he was named in yesterday's Scotland squad, but he is struggling with an injury at the moment. He says a decision will be taken on his involvement next week. But even the Rangers manager admits it's probably too soon for the likes of Nathan Patterson. With
4: we'll Clark, uh, obviously that will remain private. We've been in touch over uh, Ryan and, and a few other players for, for some time now. Um, but I'm not going to divulge what gets said on the, on the conversation. I don't think that's uh, fair or respectful. Uh, Ryan won't be involved tomorrow night. That's all you guys need to know right now. And um, We'll make a decision on the weekend when we need to, but he'll be ruled out for tomorrow's game. Nathan's certainly a name that we discussed. You know, I think I can give you that. Steve will obviously be really sensible, like we will, in terms of managing Nathan. He's got a really bright future, a lot of potential. Um, but at the same time, we've got to think of the big picture uh, with Nathan. He's doing extremely well. Still really raw, still needs a lot of work. Um, We're obviously both aware of that. And at some point, uh, I've got every confidence that he will become part of that setup. but certainly from Steve's point of view, my point of view, there's certainly no rush on that.
1: The Nathan Patterson debate, should he have been in or not, Andy? I mean, his own manager's kind of saying he understands it, so maybe that takes the sting out of the, the debate a little bit.
2: Yeah I mean I can understand it as well But I still thought That maybe this would be A good opportunity To get him in as a you No know, a sort of Trial period if you like to Are you see mid are you mid on. Percy Pig I was, uh, struggling there Right I, sorry I got you Sorry to interrupt in myself. Uh Yeah so yeah So just a sort of Trial period for Steve Clark To come in And, and let him train with the team And maybe Get some minutes In the upcoming games And, and just see how we can cope like, Going into the Euros team But The reason I can understand it Is Nathan Patterson's played 10 first team games You know he's hugely inexperienced and you know he's only 19 year old he's got a, a, a huge long and hopefully successful career ahead of him so I'm not surprised but I think it's an area in the pitch with, with Scotland where we're a, where a, a little bit uncertain right now so I do think it would be a good uh, good opportunity to get him in
3: Yeah I agree with that I, I think again looking further afield and, and probably we can't because it's qualifiers and it's big games mm-hmm. for Steve Clark. He, he probably isn't doing that too much in terms of this squad but Looking at the Euros, he might have been someone that would have been good to see what he's like. He's, he, he doesn't even have to play in any of the games, but just to see him in and around the squad, how he does in training, uh, would have been interesting for for the Euros and, and further afield.
1: 01419511025, any more on this teaser, quickly?
2: Uh, Jermaine Defoe.
1: Yeah, Jermaine Defoe's is easy one, if you like. I thought that was the one that was staring you in the face. Any others? I'm toiling. Okay, uh, I'll give you some more things. John Daly. Time. Uh, no Alright I'll we'll give Clint, you some more Clint, Yes Clint, Clint Hill, Hill. Yeah. Okay uh, That's three so far Let's bring in Michael um, We'll get to George soon Michael's just on this point though So Michael take us away Hi Can you hear me guys? Got you loud and
13: clear On you go Listen hey Can I say Gordon I can't remember if I ever said it But I'm the one that The nurse that works in the A&E, The one with Denny And I just wanted to say You do a great job It's a great show and I know a lot of my friends listen as well, so I wanted a big shout-out to them. That's and funny. a big shout-out to all the nurses in a tonight. But listen, here's my here's my point. Uh, it was just in regards to the Scotland squad. I can't believe that um, when I looked at the squad, Grant Hanley, Andrew Considine, Ollie McBurney, are in. And you've got David Turnbull, Nathan parson and, and Lee Griffiths. And, and, and I understand the whole point about Griffiths, but... Uh, I would far rather have Lee Griffiths in the squad, who who can come up with a go. When he at the point with Celtic, but he was actually he, when any time he did feature, he actually did look fit. But Neil Lennon keep coming out with the excuse that he wasn't he wasn't fit. Now We Lennon sees him far more than than I did or anyone else did. But I don't know. I, I would rather have Griffiths in instead of McBurney. Turnbull's been Celtic's best player this season by a country mile, and I just can't believe that uh, he's not included him when he's got. Uh, Christie and a lot of the other midfielders I mean half those midfielders haven't, haven't, played, haven't played as good as Turnbull this season And Nathan Parson looks electric for Rangers uh, I, I think he's make a big mistake If he doesn't have particularly uh, David Turnbull and Nathan Parson At the Euros this
1: year Yeah I'm uh, interested Michael Because you're obviously a Celtic fan And it was lots of Celtic fans That were saying this to me yesterday on Twitter Along the lines of David Turnbull's outperformed Ryan Christie this season so why is David Turnbull not in there? But surely surely there is a line, Michael, where although that is true, Ryan Christie has been an integral part of what Stevie Clark has done. He scored a decent number of goals for him. He played a massive part in getting us to the Euros. So surely is there not a balance to be found between being in form at the moment, but also being an established international with a bit of goodwill in the tank?
13: Oh, 100%. I'm not saying uh, Ryan Christie shouldn't be there. Ryan Christie's done, done great things for Scotland and Celtic over, over the years, but I, I, I'm, I think the point I'm trying to make is actually, although, exactly, and I think that is my point. Christie's done so well, but Turnbull's actually been even better this season than Christie. Except I just I just feel that it would be a big, big mistake, and I'm sure Steve Clark will end up taking Turnbull and Patterson, but. Uh, it does. It does concern me, particularly because these games are actually qualifiers, and he hasn't. He hasn't chosen. He hasn't chosen to take Turnbull or Patterson. I just think that's a big mistake. I understand he, he he played the the recent games and and good on him. Like, but I just I, just the defence is a bit top heavy. I, think I had too many defenders in there. Uh, they need to bring in. For me, it would be Turnbull Griffiths and Patterson and then it would be Constein, McBurney and Hanley out. Like, and I understand that's two centre halves out, but. I still think they can work it, like
1: if if, if they do that. Certainly, a good debate, Michael. We appreciate you getting in touch, and you and your colleagues keep up the good work. That was Michael and Denny. Uh,
2: right, very quickly, any more on the teaser? I've just got one right there. Well, I'll tell you if you've got one. Oh, I know he is. He's been a pundit on this show. Hmm. Chris Park.
1: Yep I thought you were going Gordon Dale there I think he's 57 <laughs> No in fact he was 59 yesterday Oh was he? It's his no? big birthday on here We got him some socks We, we let them open them on here um, Some coffee And extra large Kleenex For his nose oh, obviously Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the joke there, right? We're really funny in this show right uh, We're going to speak to George and Guruk In just a couple of minutes I want to tell you about this though Because it's Difficult, we can't get out to live games at the moment Yet, but hopefully we're getting there We can still enjoy football at home virtually With your mates, however you're doing it Next week on Super Scoreboard We've got some unbelievable prizes To make you watching the game from home even better And it's all thanks to Glenn's Vodka The official spirit of the SPFL you could bag yourself a brand new 50 inch TV, surround sound, pay per view match tickets, takeaway vouchers, a signed replica shirt, or you could win the whole lot. However, if you enjoy Glenn's Vodka, make sure you enjoy it responsibly. We'll give you the chance to win that next week, and we'll get the answers to the teaser next.
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday. Very quickly, any more in the teaser during the break? No all right. See that last break's usually brilliant thinking time, and you come Uh out that break. Right? No, it's a tough one. Tough one. Yeah, I think you've got all the predictable ones, and three left. I would go one doable because he's also played for the club that you now play for. Andy Halliday And the other two One's a One's right up my street And the other one brutal. You will never get it We could be here all night Let's Is break. that is that cryptic? Right up your street
2: mm,
1: Well I mean doesn't live in my street If that's what you mean nah, but That's what I thought you meant No
2: is under Clark <laughs>
1: <laughs> That would be quite something On a number of levels um, Right George Is in Guruk. Take it away George What's your point tonight?
11: Good evening final trust here All well and staying safe Thank you uh, great show as usual. Uh, I'm just a wee bit concerned about my fellow Rangers supporters get a wee bit carried away about tomorrow night. I mean, this team uh, are romping their, their league. Uh, the Czech league must be quite competitive. The other side of their city took eight goals off of Celtic, home and away. You know, Rangers managed uh, a scrappy 1-0-1 last time uh, the old firm meant, uh, met. Um I would settle for a 0-0, that would do me But I don't think, I I think the Rangers Sports need to get a wee grip here to say This team are a good team If you think about the game last week In the first half We should have been dead and buried We got out of jail With a Hollander equaliser In the second half But uh, let's not be uh, You know, let's not be silly here This team will think They can go through
1: what Andy was saying earlier, George, though he thinks that the first half of last week was mostly down to Rangers being a bit off it, rather than Prague being particularly dangerous. Do you not agree with that?
11: Yes, I do. I do. I mean, it was a shocking performance, uh, and as I say, it's one of these footballs. A funny game, one of these ones where Rangers got away with it, and I think Gerard will know that. Um, and they can't make. These, I mean, this team beat Leicester City at home by two clear goals. In Leicester City are flying in, and down in England absolutely flying. So there's a lot of red lights flashing here, guys.
1: I always like the way people the comparisons because mm-hmm. George is talking about what they did against Leicester and what Sparta Prague did against Celtic and what Celtic did against Rangers yeah. to come up with a.
2: a, and, you, a, a and
1: Porto beat Juve, who Rangers beat last year. So Rangers <laughs> should beat Juve. You said this last week that yeah. Ronaldo wouldn't get a game for Rangers, no, which is what you chance. were essentially saying. I mean, I get it because that, that's natural. Maybe slightly easier to consign ourselves to to last week. What did we see from Prague?
2: What did we see from Rangers and and? Oh no, it's, it's a fair point that Grant's making, but we, we, we've reiterated George, that. Yeah, sorry, granice. sorry, George, I've got it's two different sheets. Uh, it's a fair point, George is making, but you know we reiterated that there's no bad teams in the the Europa last sixteen. But I think everyone can agree when you see the draw, you still take a Slavia Prague over AC Milan, Man United, uh, Arsenal, Tottenham, the likes. Going off of last week's performance I thought Slavia gave Almost as good as they could get Rangers were extremely poor And albeit Rangers were Very very lucky to go in uh, The score at half time The way it was I still didn't see enough Of Slavia to say "Oh, that That's a team that Rangers Really should be fearing Rangers will respect them Just like they do With every other team in Europe But I don't think they'll fear them I don't think So I you think
1: Essentially what you're saying Is Rangers have got Other gears And you're not convinced Prague it's gears not that go I, as far.
2: it's not. It's not that I'm not convinced that they've got more gears, but I'm convinced that Rangers have another five gears for what they gave in the first half. And then I think when Rangers went up to third gear, I'd say because I still mm. don't think they were excellent in the second half. I thought when they upped it a couple of gears in the second half, they were the better team. So I'd, like I said, they're going to be a good team. I don't think it's a team Rangers should fear whatsoever. I think if Rangers give the performances like they've did uh, over the last couple of seasons in Europe and you know the likes of Antwerp, Benfica, Poznan's this year. I think Rangers will will come out on top and win the game, but it's easier said than done. Rangers still need to go and do that because yep. I think if they if they afford another first half performance tomorrow night, mm-hmm. then they might not get away with going uh, going into halftime one 0 one each because, well, like I said, they were right. very fortunate to go in at that scoreline.
11: I think so, Andy, as well. But I mean, you think about it: even in the second half, when Rangers were dominating, McGregor had to make a world class save to stop them losing the tie. And that's why I think a 0-0 will
2: do me tomorrow. Yeah, George, I agree. But for me, Connor Goldson's chance was equally, if not bigger, because he's actually unmarked edge of the six-yard box. All he has to do to get any sort of contact on it. But no, listen, I do agree. Obviously, Alan McGregor does what he does and and keeps it keeps the tie at one-one, which probably makes Rangers favourites going into the second leg. But if he doesn't make that unbelievable save, mm. we might have, be having a different conversation.
3: I think what's what's vital is if they concede a goal early Rangers it it totally changes the tie because then they're on edge another goal you know really puts them under pressure and that's where the away goals in Europe and the the psychological aspect of the game do you feel it as
1: a player because it's such a different situation from what you're used to it's all right, I'm sure managers or whatever would say you know it's just 90 minutes you treat it like any other
3: game can you? every game the the psychological aspect is is massive And, and I think these ones like I said if if they score early say in the first half if Slavia get a goal then the second half Rangers are any little mistake in a mm-hmm. goal it, it puts them under severe pressure so uh, I think you know Steven Gerrard coming out and saying they're going to be aggressive and playing the front foot I'm not sure that might be a bit of kidology that, that they will play a bit more pragmatic and, and try and hit in the counter attack because a clean sheet they, they go through so I'm sure every Rangers fan of Steven Gerrard would be delighted with we 0-0. Yeah,
2: guys, and if if you know we've seen a lot of teams go to eye books this season, and and you know you watch them previously, and they like to build from the back, and that's where they get a lot of their success time in the ball. If you get good players time in the ball, they can punish you. I never really seen that for that Slavia team, so I don't think Rangers will get much benefit from actually pressing high early on because their biggest danger was actually in mm. behind. Yeah. So I think Rangers have had a lot of success actually sitting off, uh, ooh, sitting off, ooh. trying to soak up a bit of pressure, hitting the counter attack. So. Would that
1: make you inclined to swap um, Hollander for Balogun or, or not? I feel like there were times when Balogun was obviously used for his pace. Yeah. Is it anything in that?
2: No, because I, listen, I've said it numerous times. I, I do feel that, that Philip Hollander more than makes up for it by his positional uh, sense in his football and brain. Yep, Leon Balogun does have that extra five, five yards of pace, but. I think Steven Gerrard has more trust in that partnership. I thought Poland on Conor Goldson, so I don't think he's going to change. I, th-
3: I think the makeup of the midfield and the front players are all more interesting than the yeah. defenders. You know, does he put Davis and Kamara to, to give them solid, solidity in the middle of the park? Does he play a Rebo higher to to allow him to drop in in defensive situations mm-hmm. and and maybe allow Kent to be that counter attack player that can stay up a little bit that makeup, i think is more important than than the defence
1: george have you got any particular thoughts on on what needs to happen team wise or are you equal trust in everybody
11: no i mean the, the team's playing well they've done really well the champions have had a fantastic season already uh, this is icing on the cake um I, i'd like to see them go going, going forward obviously and it's fantastic for the country as well the coefficient blah 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 um we really need to be solid tomorrow Because as I say This Slavia team Have done exactly What Rangers have done in Scotland They've romped their league You know They're unbeaten They're scoring goals They're undefeated in Europe Blah blah It's You know it's, We need to show some respect here
1: Yeah fair enough Thank you to George and Guruk That rounds us off for tonight Always appreciated George um, uh, On the team Stevie Urquhart's not having you at all Andy He says behave Andy Hadji needs to play tomorrow night Why? Behave well, he doesn't elaborate It's just a tweet There's only so much room <laughs> mm.
2: Well he's not played Quite a lot of uh, European games Not played Early old forum games So I don't know why He has to play And one thing I will say About Hadj is He's a very very good Impact player So if the situation Does arise like Gaz says where they do go one nil down I'm sure Janis Hadj Is the first player Stephen Gerrard will look at
1: Right three more On the teaser Oh no No I nothing. still can't think Of the Hearts player Former Hearts player Yeah former Hearts Better known For his goal scoring Exploits at St. Johnson
2: Oh,
1: You know McLean. who I mean Stephen to- McLean. Yes. McLean. 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 Alright um, What else Right Is it clues time yeah we all over the clues When I said one was up my street You know Former Motherwell player yeah. Obviously Was what I meant And if You know we're talking 37 or older uh, Jim Hamilton No not quite
10: <laughs> Keith Lasley
1: Yes Keith, Keith Lasley.
10: Lasley
1: There we go but I won't shout big shout. And the last one is Really really tough I, Yeah I'll be honest I had a look to see When this guy's goal was And funnily enough it's One no, goal? Well, the last one oh. the, the one that qualifies <laughs> <him> for this <laughs> <laughs> It's November 2009 So he just about sneaks in um, I had a wee look um, I was really hoping It was going to be against Gary Caldwell Gary Caldwell played against him The week before And scored A 3-3 draw at Falkirk You scored Scott McDonald Get two Russell that um, No this guy was um,
2: So it's a week after So, it was it's, so
1: it's completely irrelevant Because it was the week after That he scored his goal He also played for Dunfermline And Sheffield Wednesday Really tough one
2: So Dunfermline was the team He's played for in Scotland
1: And Falkirk And Falkirk Yeah it's I'm, I'm not getting it Sheffield Wednesday No Dunfermline, Falkirk That's a tough one Lee Bullen
2: Oh I'd never like have got
1: that Thank you Andy Halliday As always on a Wednesday night Gary Caldwell Pleasure Hopefully we've not put you off for life You'll Thank join you, us again no, I really enjoyed it Thanks. At some point Yep look forward uh, To it Make sure you stay tuned Thank you for all your calls And tweets really important programme Coming up on Clyde One tonight From 9.30 airing A special half hour show uh, Looking into women's safety And what men can do to help So really important stuff Gary Spence and Arlene Stewart Joined by guests To discuss You know the everyday fears That women have And how we can change as a society Uh, to make things better. How can men help and change their actions to make women feel safer? How do we educate our children? How do we stop history from repeating itself? Very important stuff. So make sure you join Gary and Arlene as they discuss these topics from 9.30 tonight. We're back tomorrow at six with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Big game for Rangers. I'm sure there will be lots more on the agenda as well. So we'll speak to you then. Uh, And in the meantime, stay tuned.